Welcome to Meet the Manufacturers podcast, brought to you in association with Manufacture CT. On every episode, we take the opportunity to learn more about a local manufacturing business and speak to not only a member of senior management, but also a key member of the manufacturing team. On this edition of Meet the Manufacturers, episode two, I am joined by the Bigelow Family Tea Blenders based in Fairfield, Connecticut. And I have the pleasure of Jim Gilday, who is the Director of Manufacturing, and Manny Leon, who is the Blending Supervisor. Gentlemen, welcome to Meet the Manufacturers. Hi, Claire. Thank you. How are you doing? Uh, thank you so much for your time today. It's a great opportunity to get to know you guys a little bit more, a little bit more about Bigelow and how you got into this profession. So, Jim, we're going to start with you. How long have you been with the company and how did you arrive in this job as director of manufacturing? I have been uh, fortunate enough to be with the company for 24 years. Um, Wowzers. It is, you know, I'm coming up on my 25th year. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. It's an amazing place to work. I will tell you that I kind of ended up here without really knowing how. Uh, out of high school, I did go to a technical high school and I was a licensed electrician. And I ended up getting the building maintenance supervisor position here at Bigelow 24 years ago. And, you know, it's just an amazing place to work and they've given me opportunities to, to advance. And, and I went from the building maintenance supervisor position to the maintenance manager position to the plant manager position to my current position of director of manufacturing. Wow, quite a journey and what an interesting experience to be able to come in and work your way up. I will tell you, I'm very fortunate to work in a company that does reward hard work and certainly does reward loyalty. And so uh, I've been very fortunate to be here. Absolutely. Oh, fantastic. And Manny, what about you? Tell me about your journey to blending supervisor. Well, um, I've been here about 17 and a half years started off working um, in blending. I've always worked in blending. I've worked in several different areas of blending and I was able to, when they posted the job, to apply for it and get the job. <laughs> Tell me about blending. It sounds really exciting. I've got this, I've got this image of you almost with a cauldron, tasting a lot of tea. What's it like on the daily? Well, it, it is very intriguing. Um, so in blending, we make the blends. So we make what's actually in the tea bag, but it's just in big bulk sizes, thousand pounds. And um, so when I tell people and it's just like, wow, you, you make all of these flavors and you can smell the aroma coming off of you. It's very exhilarating to work in a blending department and know that you're making what people are drinking nowadays. That's amazing. Obviously, as a Brit, we take our tea very, very seriously. So yes, uh, yes. <laughs> you, for many Brits, I think you may have the dream job right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jim, let's talk about manufacturing. Did you always, I mean, you started out as an electrician in those trades. Did manufacturing ever appear on your radar? Uh, no, you know, life happens by chance, really. I knew that I should be doing more with my life, really, than than I thought what I was doing. And, and that was certainly a noble profession for certain, but I just wanted to do more. You know, I ended up at a, at a job, you know, building maintenance supervisor, so happened to be a manufacturer. And then once you get in the door and, and you see a uh, product being made and you see the manu 
manufacturing process. I mean, it is exciting and it is neat. And so, you know, I wouldn't, I would never say I chose this path intentionally out of high school or as a career, but once I saw, I definitely thought it was pretty exciting. I think that's a really key thing. You know, when I speak to other manufacturers throughout Connecticut, I think it's that sense of satisfaction that at the end of the day or whatever, at the end of the project, you've got something physical that you have made, that you have created that is going out the door. And I think it must be a great sense of satisfaction. Jim, still with you, tell me a little bit more. So you've got this very lofty title as the Director of Manufacturing. What does that mean on the daily? What are your roles and responsibilities there? So what's, what's really neat, I think really my position is that I get to watch and help people really accomplish the tasks that are necessary on a daily basis to both blend and manufacture our tea bags. So on many days, I find I may be a coach, I may be a mentor, I may be a remover of obstacles, I, I may be a support person. Really on a daily basis, uh, it, it changes from day to day and from need to need. But at the end of the day, I really think it's just about working with the amazing people here to put together that final product. And what about yourself, Manny? Tell me a little bit about your role and your responsibilities. What's an average day look like for you? Woo! Ah, exciting, <laughs> to say the least. Um, so, you know, we're in charge of making all the blends. We do have three facilities. This is headquarters for us in Fairfield, but we have two other facilities in Boise and Louisville. We are the only blending department here at the headquarters that have to provide all the tea for all of the facilities. So it could be a long day, but it can be an exciting day. Just waiting for ingredients, you know, blending the times, you know, the different flavors and what we have to do. We do everything up here, so. You are the engine room, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. So so tell me, I mean, we are obviously in the middle of a global pandemic. I'm sure you were aware. Um, how has that affected <laughs> business? First for you, Jim. You know, I would say that we really shifted to safety mode pretty quick. And I really feel like the main obligation, more than making tea bags, although we are essential and, and, and there's plenty of people who want our product, but it really went into making sure I think that people were safe here on a daily basis. So we've done a lot of things, you know, uh, whether it be temperature scan at our doors, whether it mean putting plexiglass partitions up, whether it mean changing the way we do business with meetings, additional cleaning. I mean, we just really did so many things to change from production mode to safety mode. And I'll say I've been doing this for 24 years and I've never seen anything really like this for certain or live, live through anything like this. Mm -hmm. And so each day I would tell you that the thing that I think about most is making sure that our employees are safe, that they're protected and that their families are safe. And Manny, how has it affected your daily position there? You know, has it made any impact into your, your roles and responsibilities on a daily basis? Um, you know, like what Jim said, just the safety and well-being of the employees, you know, um, this family is very big on safe. It's a great family to work for. So safety is our biggest concern. So health wise, the temperatures, you know, social distancing and stuff like that. I mean, it just felt like we've just been busy all year round. So it's not something that really we weren't used to besides the safety protocols and everything like that. But it's just been a great year. Even though it's a pandemic, it got us a lot closer as a family, uh, everyone looking out for each other, talking to each other, you know, um, things that are going on at home, how to protect yourself. Just this company puts so much into your well-being and how you take care of your family and stuff like that. And I personally could say that I love this family with all my heart. 
Oh, that's amazing to hear, you know, and I think that family business, it's very influential into the sort of the values and the culture of a business. Can you tell me a little bit, Jim, about the culture and values of Bigelow? You know, Manny, uh, certainly hitting the nail on the head. It's very much a family and it's led by Cindy and, and the Bigelow family. And I will tell you that there's never a day that goes by that the welfare of the employees aren't the very first thing that we think about or talk about. I can tell you that in my time here, I've had few production-related conversations with upper management or, or with ownership. In most cases, those discussions are about people and what are we doing to help people? What are we doing to remove obstacles for people? Uh, what are we doing to nurture people? And that really just starts from, from Cindy, you know, the president of the company, and constant core message that's preached. They do so many things here that are just above and beyond. We have a teapot club, right? So if you've been here at Bigelow Tea for seven years, you get to go into the teapot club. It's a wonderful thing. Wow. They do, uh, yeah, they do a company picnic, a company Christmas party that's on company time. Uh, you know, we do testing here every two week COVID testing. We, we have uh, amazing bonus years, but the company gives back to the employees. So last year, in addition to the regular bonus, there was an additional bonus. And it's probably been two or three years in a row where that's happened. They just constantly give back. There's a cafeteria here on site for, you know, a hundred employees, which is probably unheard of, uh, but they do that to make sure that the employees have a hot meal. It's just constant looking out for the employees every single day. Cindy and the big old family are just uh, amazing when it comes to the people here. Crikey, it sounds like I need to apply for a job. I don't know about anything else. Well, Claire, if that day comes, <laughs> just think all the Earl Grey you could drink. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, I'd be a kid in a sweet shop. Um, <clears throat> you know, talking about some of the things that you do in the community, I'm aware that you have the Senior Centre, of course, in Fairfield, which is bears the Bigelow name as well. So it's really lovely sort of the work that has been done in the community as a real family local business. Talking about the manufacturing side of things, first for you, Manny, if I may, what advice would you give to somebody who is looking at exploring a career in manufacturing? Why should they get into manufacturing? You know, it's got a stigma attached to it. What do you feel about that? What advice would you give? Um, well, the first thing I would tell them is it takes time to learn positions here to really get acclimated to what you're doing. But one of the main things I would say, it's exciting. You're not doing the same thing every single day. There's different things that you can learn, different ways to approach it. You have veteran leadership like Jim Gilday, who, who's a mentor to myself and other um, people who've been on the job a lot longer than I have. You value their expertise and what they've gone through from beginning to present. But I would tell them that it is a great job. It, it really is. I know a lot of people probably don't think so. I didn't think so when I was younger. I kind of like just floated around and this job came up and, and the person basically told me it's family owned. They really know you. I mean, you have the Bigelow's here who know each person by name and, you know, they're in their 90s. <laughs> so even if it's a new employee, they know your name. You could get into this manufacturing company that has the reputation that Bigelow has. It's just great. Like I said, they take care of you and you can move around. There's plenty of opportunities. No one holds you back here from being in any type of position, whether someone wanted to go downstairs on production floor, be a mechanic, be an operator, be a forklift driver, be in management. It's just, just great to have. Great flexibility by the sounds of it. So, Jim, back yeah. to you. When you're looking for new employees within manufacturing, what do you look for? What attributes do you look for? Are there any particular schools or training programs? When you look at a resume, what blows your mind and says, we must meet that person? 
I will tell you that the first thing I will always look for is the soft skills, you know, is the character of a person. You really try to pull that out, the, the morality, the ethics of a person. I think, you know, what makes this company uh, what we are, are the people here. We're careful on who we bring in here. I will tell you that from a manufacturing perspective, we do work with places like the Workplace, uh, which is a workforce board here in Connecticut. Uh, we do try to work with some of our area technical colleges. You know, we do like to see some manufacturing background, but by the same token, you know, we're willing to learn. Uh, I mean, we're willing to teach people and we're willing to, uh, if it's the right person, train and mold and coach and mentor. Because at the end of the day, it's about the type of person that we bring in here. So you're there to invest in potential as well as, I guess, cherry picking candidates with qualifications already in the bag, so to speak. Yeah, I would say that manufacturing and finding viable employees is, is becoming a, a little harder. Mm -hmm. And so I will tell you that in the last couple of years, we've really kind of shifted away from the norm when it comes to hiring. And what I mean by that was, you know, five years ago, we probably wouldn't even have looked at you if you didn't have high-speed manufacturing equipment. I would tell you that two or three of the best mechanics that we've hired to work on our high-speed packaging equipment have actually come from the auto industry, but they were high-caliber, high-quality people. And truth be told, two, three years later, you know, some of those people are our next round of leaders. Mm -hmm. So again, hiring for potential, I would tell you, is definitely an important attribute. I guess what I'm hearing is it's about the person fitting into the family, so to speak, rather than perhaps a long resume of qualifications at this point. And I guess, you know, you guys are testament to the company and its culture in the duration that you've been there. That's some going, isn't it? I mean, nearly two decades for you, Manny, and nearly 25 years for yourself, Jim. That, I think, speaks volumes for me about longevity of staff. At the moment, Jim, are you tackling any exciting new opportunities or challenges at the moment, other than obviously the global pandemic? <laughs> other than that, are there anything at the moment that you're really working on getting your teeth sunk into or challenges in that way? Yeah, we have a really kind of cool, significant project on the horizon. We have actually leased an offsite warehouse and we've expanded our operations into another part of the state of Connecticut in Orange, Connecticut. We have just been so lucky and so fortunate to be successful that we've outgrown our, our warehousing needs here. And so what that has freed us up for is, is created space to create a robotic palletizing project, which is a really exciting large scale project that will automatically segregate our cases, uh, will automatically pick our cases, it'll automatically palletize our cases, transport those cases down to the loading dock in preparation for shipment. It's a really big uh, project. It's a huge endeavor. Background work is getting done now, but in earnest, that project will start in February to March timeframe. And it's a really exciting project. Wow. Question for you, Manny. When you look back over your career to date at Bigelow, what's the end game? Where do you see yourself? Are you absolutely happy as the blending supervisor or is there a role that you're looking to possibly move into in the future? What's the future plan for you? I'm going to be extremely honest to say I am happy being the blending supervisor because, I mean, it takes a lot of different departments to run this company, but I do feel this is a real heart and soul you know, of the company and, and what we have to produce and get it right. You know, a lot of mistakes can cause a lot of stuff not going out into the into the stores and everything it is. You know, when I tell people that I work for this department that works, like they were like, wow, that's like so cool. So truthfully, I don't really see myself 
working for a different department. I really feel like, you know, uh, just one of those long-term players that just play with the team forever until they retire because that's who they want to be. Hopefully I move up to manager. I, I still have a lot to learn. I've been here. I've learned a lot of different, all the different areas. I'm learning more now as a supervisor, more the office technical side. There's also a lot of upgrades that we need. So that's exciting. So that's stuff that takes time for our department. So that's years in the making, and I really want to be able to be a part of those upgrades and move blending forward into the future. And that will make your production process quicker, more streamlined, more cost-effective. Yeah. Can I, can I just weigh in on that real quick? Yeah, totally. Uh, about Manny for certain, because Manny really is a Bigelow success story. You know, I'm, I'm sure he's happy where he is right now, but I will tell you this, that, you know, Manny was also someone kind of who worked uh, himself up through the ranks. And Manny was some Somebody who, you know, always worked hard, always went the extra mile, you know, on a Friday afternoon at 3.15 when, you know, a lot of folks were getting ready to go home for the weekend, you know, we would see Manny upstairs sweeping and we'd see Manny upstairs, you know, cleaning the blenders and doing things above and beyond. And I, I just think Manny is an, an excellent example of hard work, hiring the right people, rewarding character. Uh, and so I, I'm sure he's happy where he is now, but I, I think Manny also has more growth in his future. He's a, he's an out standing example of hard work, uh, perseverance and initiative paying off. Wow, check it out. We should make this your professional review, you know, your annual review here, Manny. Is this where you ask for a pay rise? Yeah, I can help you. I could be your agent, perhaps. (laughs) So let's talk about the future then. Tell me what you like to do, Jim, in your spare time when you're not working flat out. What do you do to unwind from a busy day? Wow. Uh, I'm a pretty busy guy. You know, I do a lot of things. Uh, I like certainly the political process. I'm chairman of the Board of Education in my town. I'm co-chairman of the Ansonia Derby Regional School Study Committee. Uh, I'm on the Derby Historical Board of Directors. So I, you know, I, wow. I do a lot in my community and that I, I am all in, you know, I believe strongly in making your community better than how you found it. So I do that for fun. And, you know, in warm <laughs> weather, I could also be found in a kayak somewhere, just enjoying that great outdoors as well. Oh, so. Fantastic. And that ties in really nicely with the ethos and the culture of Bigelow, doesn't it? You know, in that investing in the community. It's an yes. interesting tie. Come on then, Manny. What do you do to unwind, to have fun when you're not <laughs> blending the best teas? So, yeah. So I, I'm going to wait for your response to this one. So so my wife and I together, we have seven daughters. Seven? So that's where my... Yeah, seven? That's where, yep. So they range from age 24 to 14. You need to get so, a television. Um, yeah, that's what we would say in England. You need to buy a television. Yep. <laughs> so they they keep me and my wife extremely busy. Uh, we do do a lot of charity work. And, you know, I, I'm a type of person I don't like to talk, but obviously I have to talk. But yeah. um, we, we cook meals for the homeless through some friends of ours. You know, my wife and the girls are cooking and pick certain spots and um Bridgeport, which is, you know, borders Fairfield, where there's a lot of homeless people mm-hmm. and, you know, and they go and bring it out and they have mentorship with them, fellowship, talk with them through our church. We do a lot of street cleanup and stuff like that. We volunteer for different parts of our church. My, my wife and I and the girls were really big on giving back. We grew up a certain way. We know, you know, the things that we went through. What Bigelow does here also, you know, is do a lot of volunteership in a lot of different places and then let the employees sign up to be able to help the community. And that's what it's about for us. Like, sincerely, it's about helping people, you know, make it through the day, talking to them, listening to what their heart's content is. You know, sometimes people really need that person to talk to. Yeah, that's a really noble thing. Well done, you. Well done, you. 
so final thoughts, gentlemen. Tell me about your predictions. First of all, you, Jim, any predictions for the future of manufacturing from your perspective or about Connecticut or even narrowing it down to Fairfield? Predictions for the future. Uh, I think that for certain, uh, manufacturing has a strong, bright, vibrant future. I see it right here every day. I see, you know, we are the number one tea manufacturer in the country. I see the success that we've had. I see how we've outgrown a building. I've seen how other plants in our system and other parts of the country are outgrowing their buildings. So I think manufacturing is a vibrant field. I encourage people to participate in it. And I really think the best is yet to come. Manny, anything to add to that? I'm pretty much with Jim on on that one. You know, I think the future is extremely bright. The technology that's coming around now, I mean, it just changes daily. So I see, you know, the company growing even more. It's like Jim said, it's the manufacturing, especially here in America, I think it's just outgrowing something that goes back, you know, hundreds of years. So it's a bright future in manufacturing. Okay, then the most important question this Brit is going to ask today, what are your thoughts on pyramid tea bags? You know, we 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 have two different pyramids. We have, that's an awesome question. I love Manny's it. Manny's laughing his head off. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, we have two different pyramid tea bag machines. I will tell you that the product is superb for certain. And not only does it present well and look well, but it's really such a high quality cup of tea. I really hope that it continues to to take off. It's a, it's an amazing product for sure. It's, it's a very big debate in the UK about the quality of your tea, whether it's a pyramid or a square bag. Uh, what's your preference manny <laughs> <laughs> well it depends on the flavor that i'm drinking <laughs> <laughs> it's a great answer <laughs> hey listen as long as you're drinking bigelow tea you can't go wrong claire exactly yeah, especially exactly. when it's blended by manny uh, gentlemen go. it's been fantastic speaking to you guys today i really do appreciate your time you know and what a wonderful insight into one of the you know, one of the biggest family companies, certainly that I'm aware of as, a, as an immigrant here in Connecticut. It's been a real inspiration to see how things can be within manufacturing. And I'm excited about the future, that's for sure. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this edition of Meet the Manufacturers. If you would like to find out more about Manufacture CT or you would like to join the organisation, you can visit the website manufacturect.org.